one and all for another episode of This Week at Windsor. Amazingly defying the senses, we are up to week number seven. Joining me, Arden Beach, your co-host, Dr. J, Jonathan Hoffman. Good evening. Good evening. Something special about the number seven. Can't believe we made it this far. I know. Uh, who knows how high we'll soar. <laughs> <laughs> or how, how low we'll crash. <laughs> well, you know. You're only just back in town. Yeah, we got back. Uh, had a great time. Went up to the Gold Coast, stayed at Burley Heads. You get out of the car when you arrive at the Gold Coast, and it makes you wonder, why do I live in Sydney again? <laughs> uh, but then you're there for a day, and you meet enough influencers and would-be influencers, yeah. and you're like, you know what? This is a nice place to visit, but it's good to be home. Got to go to the the one-year anniversary slash COVID wedding redo uh, for Alana and Phil Kirk, which was an amazing time. I had one of the most uh, exciting experiences of my life on, on the dance floor. I was actually not on the dance floor. And I was talking with somebody when suddenly, out of nowhere, somebody grabbed my wrist and manhandled me, physically just manipulated me onto the floor, yanked me onto the floor. Very okay. It was not my wife. Uh, it was the 83-year-old grandmother of the bride. Wow. I don't think you've lived until you've had the bride's grandma pull you out on the dance floor. It was fantastic. So, Oma, I don't know if you will ever, ever listen to this, but thank you. That was a highlight of the night for me. Was, was she able to do the worm? <laughs> well... <laughs> No, she didn't attempt the worm. I don't even know if what we did on the floor could be considered dancing. Uh, but, you know, we, we moved around and there were smiles exchanged and uh, it was a general spirit of jocularity and fun. And in your absence, uh, mm. we had Anna, who we spoke to last week. She preached um, on Sunday and, and did a fantastic job. She was really passionate about the uh, the passages in Acts and the growth of the early church. And yeah, it was great. It's fantastic. Yeah, I heard great feedback, and uh, just thanks again to Anna for, for jumping on, uh, jumping on for our conversation and bringing the word last week. It's so encouraging to hear how God, um, yeah, to hear what God's done and, and, and build that sense of expectation of what he's going to keep doing. Now, there's stacks of stuff on the way as well. So I think the first thing is there is an event this Saturday night, which means by the time we get this out, people will have two hours to decide whether to go. <laughs> Um, but no, there's, a, there's an event this Saturday night, Young Adults Ping Pong. Did you get the invite to that? They got the invite, but it was the pity invite. The pity? Ooh. Yeah, because I'm not a young adult. Could have fooled me. Middle-aged. It was just like, look, if you're able to somehow crawl out of bed, <laughs> move, kick your bedpan out of the way and scrape yourself along to hang out with some actual young adults, by all means. I think yeah, anyone who, who really feels like they're, they're an adult in this world and they're ready to hang out... Um, yeah, more than welcome. The big one coming is the Jamboree. Yeah. Very excited. Did you go to the Jamboree last time? I think so. I mean, I don't remember any of it. Oh, man. But I'm assuming I, I was there. I don't think you came because if you came, you would definitely have remembered it. This, <laughs> this I reckon, is one of, the, one of the coolest things that we do. We've had to put it on ice uh, with COVID the last couple of years, but we're very excited to bring it back. It's Saturday, the 3rd of September. It's Father's Day weekend. I'm going to see if we can book the organizer of that event, Teresa Johnson, to come talk with us next week, help us uh, hear, hear, hear a bit more about that. Uh, but one of my favorite memories from the Jamboree 
we had uh, we had a live band playing, and there's going to be a live band again. Uh, and it's just sort of that folksy, down home, you know, good time fun. And I'll never forget the first jamboree we held. Uh, we had an older gentleman in our congregation, lovely man, Phil Davies, Davis, Phil Davis, and uh, and he's there about as close as you can get to the amp. Like I mean, it's, <laughs> it's like I was I feared for his hearing, but he's there, and and he is just tapping his toes and slapping his knees, just loving it. He grabbed me on the way as <laughs> I was walking out. He's like. We need to do more of this. This is the sort of stuff the church should do. Anyway, it's just a great time. Um, people say, why are you doing this? The reason we do this is to create a space for people to relate, to maybe invite a friend. You want to uh, bring them into Christian circles. You want to um, just have time to actually have a conversation and, and have fun. Uh, that's that's why we do this. If you would like to buy tickets, you can go to our website. You can find out more information on there. And we're doing reservations in advance. And we're really looking forward to people coming out. Bring your dad. It's Father's Day. And when's the next quarterly meeting coming up? Next quarterly meeting is the 28th of August. It's a Sunday. And we're going to be holding that from 1130. So we're going to have the morning service, a bit of a half hour break for morning tea. It's going to be an extended morning tea so that people aren't sitting there getting hangry and we'll have our quarterly meeting and that should probably be wrapped up before one o'clock and we encourage all our members to come and if you're not a member and want to see what we do what happens uh, you're welcome to attend that as well all right well our special guest this week is brad garimo hi brad hey Arden. thanks for coming along no worries happy to be here now folks would know you because uh, you got baptized a few weeks back at church with a couple of the other other young people which is yep. really really cool mm -hmm. um but tell us a bit about your background your story so originally I was born in zimbabwe grew up there up until about age eight and a half nine and a half around about there came to australia about 2007 around july what do you remember about coming at that age like at an age eight or nine you're sort of old enough to to be able to have your own thoughts and memories and things like that but mm -hmm. also you're still young to assimilate how was that for you it was very difficult to kind of mix in with like different people fortunately there was um people from my own country already years earlier so that was kind of helpful but you know kind of breaking the language barrier people don't like talking to fast and um different like ways of doing things and yeah that kind of stuff that was that was hard to kind of um, get used to, I guess. What was the reason for the move here? Um, so, Dad got a job at Nepean Hospital. Um, so, in 2005, two years before I came here, um, he came here by himself. And then me, Mum and younger sister stayed back for two years. And then 2007, we all came, came over here. Do you, do you miss it or does Australia feel like home now? Yeah, that's... a Good question. Um, I kind of feel in the middle, to be honest. Before, um, kind of get used to life here. Um, uh, everything is not as hard as back back at home. When I first went back, there was just 2018, so probably after, well after 10 years. Um, yeah, that was kind of like a reality check, I guess. So that's your that's a, a bit of your physical journey over here. When did your spiritual journey start? I couldn't really pinpoint when it started. Um, I would kind of say it's been little droplets here and there. Um, 
obviously in my country god is a you know, like a normal thing to speak of you can kind of go through life um back home um hearing about god but not being passionate about god if if that makes sense okay so when when did it become a thing about passion for you around about when i was starting to reach 20 24 i'm 26 now so um 24 that was when um life started giving me the beer punches i guess <laughs> yeah yeah and started searching for um you know things like happiness and purpose um yeah like a grounding i guess in life you you ended up here at wdbc but mm -hmm. where where did the search start um the search started um i would say probably start of pandemic before that i was going to church with my mum, which is like a small african-based church and it's not really a diverse diversity of people like i wasn't exposed to other people and um other different walks of life and all that kind of stuff so i was so sort of just one culture and one continent which is obviously african um church and yeah i just wanted like a different experience um to learn from uh, people um have come from different um countries and backgrounds and such we've talked a bit about culture with Arden sometimes mm -hmm. for someone who's never been to Africa or never been to Zimbabwe specifically what are some things that you think would surprise or stand out to us if we were to visit where you're from I'll probably have to say um, connection with um, culture I guess you know culture we're very connected with um, grandparents um, especially because our grandparents more so live or like to live rural um it's more like a simpler life so when you visit them um especially if you're living in a city like a silly city environment it's a different environment so you're going from like cars and tall buildings to like just cows and like you know, farming environment you said that you wanted to come here uh, to experience a more diverse environment i think that's the first time anyone's ever said that <laughs> <laughs> I, to DBC. Um, I say that brad because uh, as a man of african descent you definitely add to our diversity yeah yeah um, which we love uh, but but yeah unpack that a little bit for me like how how do you see being here how did that experience of people from different walks of life how was that a shift for you and what are some things that you maybe appreciated or what were some things that were difficult? Appreciated that um, whenever, I, first time I walked through the door, um, church, uh, I saw someone smiling, hand extended and it was a very firm handshake mm. um, to look me in the eye even though I couldn't do that. Yeah, just from the very get-go, you kind of get the sense that um, you're not being judged for what you look like or where you come from you just yeah it's just like a war that says says love i guess that you kind of run into it and yeah everything else gets sorted out and then we fast forward a little bit to just a couple of weeks back when you got baptized yeah what what led to that decision because it seemed like a really big a really big choice for you mm -hmm. i'd say um just a willingness to um just a turn back on, on an old life that you um, no longer want. Yeah, it comes from a person that was sort of running from old life, mm. um, very displeased with the um, mm. environment. It was an eagerness to sort of make that step forward, proclaim your um, your faith in Jesus and 
yeah, just kind of sever yourself from your your old sinful life. Yeah. And what's um what's the plan now? What's the next step for Brad? So Brad is kind of gone like a crazy idea. <laughs> um, so um, the Lord's been telling me like one day you probably stand out in the marketplace and debate people about the word. Mm. So yeah, um, that's one thing that's been um sort of been marinating my mind. Um, that and also uh, starting a channel, YouTube channel, all that kind of stuff. So. Just getting that sorted, reading the scriptures as well. Um, yeah, just get into like a healthy habit, um, taking care of your body, um, exercising, which I wasn't really doing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of melted into the couch. That seems to be a theme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love, I love that, Brad. I love that initiative. We, we could use more apologists in the room. Yeah, absolutely. I'll always remember your testimony because. Uh, for a lot of people, when they speak at their baptism, they're very nervous and they're they're usually very scripted. And nothing wrong with being scripted, but mm-hmm. you actually threw away the script. You, yeah, you got it, <laughs> you're like I had a plan in mind, but, but this is what this is what I want to say. Um, yeah, talk about that. Like, what what was that like for you? What did you feel like God put on your heart in that moment that led you to to want to sort of ditch what you had had prepared? I kind of had a plan just to write something down on my phone and like a um, like a notepad up or something like that um, just like a dot point form I can just kind of explain things out of but I don't know I just wanted to go up there and say what was, what was on my heart even though I would have been nervous as you know, school kid um, spelling bee or something but yeah I wanted to be real I heard you say that Jesus offers forgiveness and I want that yeah. So that's why, that's why yeah. I'm here. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. this is just so cool. Just like, yes, this is this is simple. This is clear. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 something that if you looked at other other religions, it's yeah, it's just something you have to sweat for it or kind of run around in circles to do it. And you know, for someone that's um, it's been battling um, with that kind of issue for a long while, you know, you kind of kind of see through the all the gimmicks that people give you out there you kind of want um the truth to be straightforward um to be convicting just to give you that you know punch in the gut just to say um yeah you've done something wrong in your life you're dragging around shame and all that kind of stuff knowing that you can open your heart and no one's gonna condemn you for the stupid things you've done in life i really appreciated that and i hope to grow in knowing um god more and his word and yeah been around the brothers who've been in the faith for a long while. Uh, just hit me with like your favorite and your least favorite Australian food. I'm not a big fan of Vegemite. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> That's yeah. We're all honest with ourselves. It's pretty good. <laughs> 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 it's not a citizenship test. Like, yeah. Give us your favorite. Like. Are pies Australian? Damn straight. Are they? <laughs> <laughs> Probably British originally. I don't know. We, we adopted them. Yeah, that's right. It's all that's served on the ship, right? Yeah, I'll probably have to say shepherd's pie. Oh, yeah. That's good. Um, I don't have it that much. I like to have it, you know, once in a while just to... So anyone's listening, Brad is accepting any shepherd's yeah. pie. He loves the shepherd's pie. 
feel free to bring it. Just yeah, casserole dish. Yeah, he'll wash it up and give it back to him. Like just the, just the straight mints, or like with the peas and everything mixed in. No, you gotta have vegetables in there. Wow. Yeah, a little broccoli. Broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> Outrage. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Brad. It was great to hear your story. Thank you very much. We uh, we look forward to seeing you on YouTube. Absolutely. Becoming one of those influencers. <laughs> one of those influencers. <laughs> great catching up with Brad there. And um, just, a, just a lovely reminder, I think, of the simple faith. You know, like we just, we complicate it so much. And just that, that simple childlike faith of just seeking redemption. Yeah, and what I love from my experience of talking with Brad, I mean, you heard him tonight, but when I had the chance to catch up with him beforehand was the faith is clear and it's simple, but it's not an uneducated faith. Mm. Brad's a thinking man. He's a very contemplative and reflective young man. And so when he is interacting on spiritual things, he's not... He's not doing it in a simplistic way, you know, as if to say, you know, okay, you know, ho-hum. Um, but he's come to this place of simplicity where he, he see, realizes, I need Jesus. And I need Jesus and what he offers, and so I'm going to follow him. And that is absolutely beautiful. And I think it's a testimony to all of us that we can be really engaged and, uh, you know, we can sometimes wrestle with doubts and things like that, but it's about coming back to that place of receiving the kingdom like a little child. And Brad, who's not a childish man by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but he's come back to that simplicity, and, and what a wonderful testimony. And when he's YouTube famous, we get to say that you, you heard him here first. Hey, absolutely. We, I, I'm ready. I, we'll be the first subscribers. We broke that star. Yeah, we should have asked him what he's going to YouTube about. I don't know. When people say they're going to start a YouTube channel, like what? Do you have to have a genre for that? I don't think so. You just sort of... You just start recording yourself talking about stuff. Sort and of like what we did. Then people throw money at you. <laughs> Except for that part. We no one's throwing, <laughs> no one's throwing yeah. money at us. We don't get any money or any any sneakers. All right. Well, thanks for a catch up once again. It was um, fun catching up with Brad and yourself as, as always. And we will do it all again next week. Thank you, Dr. J. Thank you, Arden, the host with the most. Followers. Thank you.